0: This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. Beware backyard gardeners. Tomato plants have become collateral damage in the government's war on drugs, especially marijuana. In fact, Merely growing a vegetable garden on your own property, or in a greenhouse on your property, or shopping at a gardening store for gardening supplies, incredibly enough, could set you up for a drug raid sanctioned by the courts. It's happening all across the country. After shopping for hydrophonic tomatoes at their local gardening store, a Kansas family found themselves subjected to a SWAT team raid as part of a multi-state annual campaign dubbed Operation Constant Gardener, in which police collected the license plates of hundreds of customers at the gardening store and then investigated them for possible marijuana possession. By investigated, I mean the police searched through the family's trash, finding wet glob vegetation, they said, in the garbage, the cops somehow managed to convince themselves and a judge that it was marijuana. In fact, it was loose leaf tea. But those pesky details don't usually bother the cops when they're conducting field tests. Indeed, field tests routinely read positive for illegal drugs, even when no drugs are present. According to investigative uh, journalist Radley Balco, and I'm quoting here, a partial list of substances that the tests have mistaken for illegal drugs could include sage, chocolate chip cookies, motor oil, spearmint, soap, tortilla dough, deodorant, billiards chalk, flour, eucalyptus, breath mints, Jolly Ranchers, and vitamins, unquote. From there, the so-called investigations follow the usual script judge issues a warrant for a SWAT team raid based on botched data. Cops raid the home and terrorize the family at gunpoint. Cops find no drugs. Family sues over a violation of their Fourth Amendment rights under the Constitution, and then the courts protect the cops at their botched raid on the basis of qualified immunity. It happens all the time. As Radley bako again reports, and I'm quoting here, Police have broken down doors, screamed obscenities, and held innocent people at gunpoint only to discover that what they thought were marijuana plants were really sunflowers, hibiscus, ragweed, tomatoes, or elderberry bushes. It happened with all five, Surely you might think the government has enough on its hands right now, policing a novel coronavirus pandemic, instituting nationwide lockdowns, quelling civil unrest over police brutality, that it doesn't need to waste time and resources ferreting out so-called pot farmers? If you think that, you're wrong. This is a government that excels at make-work projects in which it assigns at all times unnecessary jobs to government agents to keep them busy or employed. In this case, however, the make-work principle, or translation here, making work to keep the police state busy at taxpayer expense, we the people, is being used to justify sending police and expensive military helicopters, likely equipped with sophisticated surveillance and thermal imaging devices on exploratory searches every summer, again at taxpayer expense, in order to uncover so-called illegal marijuana growing operations. Often, however, what these air and ground searches end up targeting are backyard gardeners growing tomato plants. Just recently, in fact, Eyewitnesses in Virginia reported low-flying black helicopters buzzing over rural and suburban neighborhoods as part of a multi-agency operation to search for marijuana growers. Oftentimes, these joint operations involve local police, state police, and the Army National Guard. One woman reported having her tomato plants complimented by seven cops that pulled up in her yard in unmarked SUVs after a helicopter hovered over her house for 20 minutes in the morning. Another man reported similar experiences from a few years ago when police showed up in unmarked SUVs with guns pulled. Then the cops on the ground argued with the helicopter because the heat signature in the copter didn't match what was growing. Does this sound a little crazy? These aerial and ground sweeps have become regular occurrences, however, across the country, part of the government's multi-million dollar domestic cannabis eradication program. Started in 1979 as a way to fund local efforts to crack down on marijuana growers in California and Hawaii, this eradication program went national in 1985. Right around the time, the Reagan administration enabled the armed forces to get more involved in the domestic war on drugs, quote-unquote. Right around that same time, in the mid-1980s, the federal government started handing out grants to local police departments to assist with their local boots-on-the-ground war-on-drugs, resulting in a growing number of SWAT team raids now terrorizing the nation. This is how you go from a war-on-drug, so-called, to SWAT team raids on vegetable gardens. Connect the dots. Starting with the government's war on marijuana, the emergence of SWAT teams, the militarization of local police forces through the federal 1033 program, which allows the Pentagon to transfer vast amounts of military equipment, machine guns and ammunition, helicopters, night vision gear, armored cars to local police departments, and the transformation of American communities into battlefields. As always, it comes back to the make-work principle, which starts with local police finding ways to justify the use of military equipment and federal funding. SWAT teams carry out more than 80,000 no-knock raids every year on American homes. The vast majority of these raids are to serve routine drug warrants, many times for crimes no more serious than possession of marijuana. Although growing numbers of states continue to decriminalize marijuana use and 9 out of 10 Americans favor the legalization of either medical or recreational adult use marijuana, the government's profit-driven war on drugs, waged with state and local police officers dressed in SWAT team gear, armed to the hilt, and trained to act like soldiers on a battlefield, all thanks to funding by the U.S. government, particularly the Pentagon and the Department of Homeland Security, has not slowed down at all. Yet as I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, The War on the American People, when the war on drugs, also known as the war on the American people, becomes little more than a thinly veiled attempt to keep SWAT teams employed and special interest peace, it's time to revisit our drug policies and laws. You take the Constitution, the bill rights, all the rights you expect to have. When they come in like that, the only right you have is not to get shot if you cooperate. They open that door, your life is on the line. This is a conclusion by Bob Hart, whose home was raided by a SWAT team simply because the family was seen shopping at a garden store, where cops found loose tea in the family's trash, and they mistook it again for marijuana. It didn't matter that no drugs were found. Nothing but a hydrophonic tomato garden and loose tea leaves. The search and the SWAT team were reasonable, according to the courts. There's a lesson here for the rest of us, folks. As Bob Hart concluded, if this can happen to us, everybody in the country needs to be afraid. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.